rolls. What do you mean we don't have any pizza rolls? Get out of here, you bitch, and go get me some pizza rolls. Oh, shit, is this thing on? Uh, yeah, we've been recording for a few minutes now. Oh, fuck. Um, welcome to the pod, people. <laughs> the show where we definitely don't yell at our moms to go get us pizza rolls. I'm the cute one, Matisse Van Rossum. Hey, ma, can I get some gabagools? Some gabagools? You said we don't have any pizza rolls? Do we got any gabagool, ma? No, not gabagool, gabagools. Because oh. we're watching horror movies. Oh, I see. Gabagools. Gabagools. Yeah. Clever. Yeah. So, hey. are you the gabagool, Cleveland Mosher? You know it. You know it. How y'all doing? Uh, I'm, uh, not drinking alone this time. Uh, I'm Ben. Uh, Sheets. And, uh, in case you hadn't guessed... We're talking about Ma. Yep. <laughs> the new uh, psychological horror thriller directed by, what's his name? Tate Taylor. Oh, yeah. Tate Taylor, who also directed the James Brown biopic and The Help, two movies that I have not seen. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that he directed The Help. This is definitely a... Uh, let's try to get Octavia Spencer to break typecast movie. Oh, okay. Um, it's definitely an Octavia Spencer vehicle. I saw that she executive produced it. I did see that as well. Um, which makes a lot of sense if you're trying to break typecast really hard. Yeah, uh, and I think, I think they do for the most part. Yeah, same. Uh, this is a movie that I was pretty excited about based on the trailers. Uh, it's the latest horror picture from uh, good old uh, Blumhouse, Blumkin House, which is a studio that I still am just so baffled by the, <laughs> the range of quality in the movies that they produce. I thought this movie was pretty good. Yes, I am. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was a little messy, but some fun. Messy, like, yes, I agree. Sloppy, as in sloppy drunk. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, the the trailer kind of made it out to be like it was the next Get Out. Um, it made it seem much more clever than it, I think it actually ended up yes. being. Yes, and as I was gonna say, Get Out, it is not. But that being said, yeah, I do think I thought it was a pretty solid film. Same. I agree with you that it was a little bit sloppy in places. But I thought it had a lot of really good moments, and I thought, from an acting standpoint, it was pretty solid. I thought Octavia Spencer did a really good job. Octavia Spencer definitely stole the show. Yeah, I, across the board, though. Like, yeah, I didn't have any problems. Which is what I was what I was hoping for. The movie is called Ma, so I would hope that 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 character is the show stealer, and she is. And uh, it it is nice to see Octavia Spencer in a somewhat unorthodox role for her, which I appreciate and lets her show her range a little bit. Um, she's not the kind of actress that I would expect to see as the villain in a horror movie. Like I said, you know, like, it, it, this is definitely one of those movies, and there's been a few uh, where, like, it's very much primarily to get someone to break typecast. Yeah. Um, you get these a lot, especially with a lot of times with horror actors, actually, because it's easy to typecast horror actors yeah. and things. Same with directors as well. A lot of times you'll get directors where they're typecast for 
particularly horror movies, you know, like um, whether it's John True. Carpenter, Romero or any of them. And they've all done like non-horror movies um, to try to break that. But it's interesting seeing seeing the kind uh, of reverse of that. Yeah, kind of that. that done with an actor. Um, and I think Octavia Spencer stole the show in this. Yeah, I think um, she did great. It's very over the top for the most part. It's self-aware. Honestly, I know we were saying a lot of, uh, of the laugh. There's a lot of laughs in this movie. We should I would mention. say it's a horror comedy. Um, yeah, in a lot of ways. In every way. You know, it's very over the top. It's very, uh, I would say it's self-aware. Um, the weird thing is, for me, it feels both simultaneously self-aware and then not entirely self-aware. And I think part of that comes down to the direction of some of it. Um, I could be. Where... I feel like there's some sincerity to how it's directed, and I think that's partially because of Tate Taylor's kind of angle with it. You know, he he did stuff like The Help before, yeah, where it, feels, it gets a little melodramatic It feels at like times. he's trying to, like, milk really good performances out of his actors, which I think overall, everybody in the film does give a pretty good performance, but, like, this is sort of like a pulpy horror movie. It's not, like an Oscar uh, bait kind of movie. So it's kind of weird to see like some of these people like really trying super hard to chew up the scenery. And I think you're right. That comes down to the direction. That being said, like in the script, there are enough just like straight up jokes that like, I think it does. It doesn't take itself too seriously. I did not feel like it was, as unintentionally funny as you did i for the most part felt like every time that i laughed i was supposed to laugh Mm -hmm. either from it just being a straight up punchline or from a moment of absurdity that's supposed to make you i feel like a lot of the the, the darker moments in the film came off kind of funny though I thought um, those were supposed to be. Yeah, I thought so too. Because I think there's, I think there's a level of. Absurdity I think some to of it. them are, but I don't think as many are as we we laughed at. Such as, well, let's not get into spoiler territory just yet. Um, some of the later moments, particularly, but even even you know, kind of the the darkness of the upstairs stuff gets a little. They they play it for scares where it's really not that scary. See, I didn't take it that way at all. I I took it as as it's supposed to be unsettling because of how absurd it is. Mm-hmm. Because Ma as a character is n- the farthest thing from like a cut and dry horror villain as you can get. Like, well, that's the thing. I think it works because of that. But I don't think it's played to that. I think it's played to more of a general audience where that is actually supposed to be scary. And I I gather that, too, from some of the reactions from the audience I suppose, that we got. I suppose that, that might be true. It's hard to say what the director's intention was behind that kind of stuff because I interpreted it as more of, like, an absurdism well, that made me laugh because it I was I think that's why it works as a whole more than, you know, just complete sincerity. Well, um, I, think, I think the reason I, that I feel it was largely intentional is because there's two things i felt this film did relatively well and that was um setups and dialogue both for like the horror and comedic moments the play up with her veterinary practices and sort of playing up like the animal related stuff was was 
pretty well done. I always like the, the like the subtle like kind of nods towards that in the dialogue early on. Uh, Wait, you found that subtle? Like for instance, like when the dad says like the the don't let me drink alone thing later on, like to her, like clearly that wasn't like her first time hearing it. I, I thought that was kind of fun. Er, early on in the movie, there's the sequence with the sort of the lead protagonist, like kid or whatever. What, what was his name? Andy. Andy. Um, where Andy says like I have some some work doing like like West African trade routes or, <laughs> and then the the kid the the other like the the blackhead says like oh you mean like the the slave ships or whatever and what was Ma's reaction to it then like what was it she says um she says nothing she yeah. no sells it that's yeah. right yeah like she just like completely like you know goes out of her way to to deny it and turns it yeah back. he said like west african and, shipping routes and he says something like yeah those ships uh the ships holds full of our people am i right ma and she just completely no sells it and just looks at him and just like stares him down yeah i liked how that sequence was played up for awkward comedy anytime like their their dynamic comes into play and she sort of ignores him and tries to like paint him out of the picture i, I found it i found it to be kind of unique like sort of a unique piece of commentary and like uh how it, how it played into like her interaction with him at the end was fun but i don't know are we getting into spoilers now or what are we let's set the stage a little bit yeah uh, yeah the main premise of the film is some bored high school kids in a boring bumfuck town convince this woman to buy them some liquor and uh then she offers them a place to drink at her house and uh, she starts getting really weird and creepy and turns out she has a relationship with their parents and stuff. Um, and uh, we see that she is uh, extremely unstable. So that's kind of the premise for the whole thing. One of the things that I really enjoyed right off the bat uh, is at the very beginning, we start with like our protagonist, Maggie and her mom moving to this town. And there's like that really upbeat, like melodramatic soft indie rock song about like <laughs> leaving this one horse town and moving on to bigger and better things yeah. and i've got my freedom yeah and as this is playing they're like driving into this like it reminded me of like gary indiana yeah just yeah. like industrial town super bleak they're driving past like strip malls with like dominoes and this uh old rundown barber shop that says like it's called like your new look or whatever <laughs> all while it has this like super optimistic moving on to bigger and better things song playing i thought that was really great as a setup because you you get a lot of films with that setup especially horror films where there's always that implication where it starts with optimism and then something horrible happens and it gets really dark and in this one it's kind of like well no they're moving to a really shitty place where there's nothing to do at all all the kids go and drink at this fucking completely abandoned rubble yard like that's yeah. where the kid like all the kids go to hang out and Can drink and relate. stuff oh my god right like, exactly yeah like growing up in like a small town like that definitely was a lot lot to relate with in this film yeah i i enjoyed i enjoyed the a lot of the plays with with, with context and ma like the this just the slower like release of information well, now on that, in terms of how they feed us information, what I will say, one of my problems with this movie is I wish that they would withhold some of that stuff till later in the movie. Because it's like, we obviously know going into the movie, like, it's called Ma. We know that Ma is going to be the villain. We've seen the trailer. But it's like, the first time the first time we meet her and after she buys them liquor, we, like, immediately see her, like, on her phone, like, finding them on Facebook and being weird. And it's like, I would have rather they had started revealing 
her weirdness later on. I actually really agree. And I think the make f- her seem like just more like a, a cool, fun, you know, hip character. Oh, she's going to let the kids come drink in her basement. And I think the flip side of that is true as well. I think the the kids go from really cool with her to being really rude and yeah. dickish to her for little reason in the well, movie. I mean, they're 16 year olds. Like, right, like she's I, I didn't have so much dicks, of a problem with like, that because like they're kids and they're they're essentially taking advantage of this woman's hospitality because they can go drink at her house. Like they don't really give a shit about hanging out with her. So that that stuff I didn't have so much of a problem with but I, I, I didn't like that they just let us know right off the bat that like she has sinister ulterior motives i think i would have liked that to be more of like a traditional psychological thriller kind of thing where we discover that later on after a few or rather that we discover the weird stuff along with the protagonists rather than having us as the audience be aware of the stuff that Ma is doing while the protagonists are not. I think yeah. I would have rather have learned the information with them instead of separate from them. Because yeah. it kind of, I feel like it kind of, I, I won't say it blows its load a little too early, but like, it's not as much fun when you know immediately that this character is, is like, crazy. What I'll say is, I would have been more okay with it as well if the ante had been upped more gradually, uh, or had, had been upped more steeply towards around the second act. The crazy sequences had gotten a little bit crazier, like, towards, you know, before that, that like, the final sequence. Like, if we'd seen yes. just a few more weird things. Like, the weird stuff we I see agree. is fine, but a lot of it was stuff I'd seen in the trailer, um, you know, like, stealing the earrings, uh, you know, running down that other person, and, you know, drugging, drugging them, like, that was... We know we we knew that she was already like using like the diazepam and like ketamine, like you know, working at the veterinary clinic. Even like when she like she drugs and like hurts the the main character's dog, like that's pretty near. That's closer to the end. That's yeah. you know like two yeah, no, the and, movie like, definitely not... escalates in the third act drastically yeah. to the point where it almost feels like a different movie. Uh, the the yeah. last the last sequence, I fully agree. I, and it's, I wanted a little bit, I wanted yeah. more from this movie in terms of, like, the craziness, because, like, its premise is, you know, pretty out there as it is, and I think that they would have done better to start ramping that up sooner, right? and have it be more of a gradual just, escalation. The other, just, don't so just, show, don't show so much of it in the trailer. Like, yeah. I just, I, I was not pleased that, like, literally all of the final sequence stuff that we saw at the end was stuff that we saw in the trailer. Every one of the things that she does there, like, we we already knew she was going to do. Pretty, and, like, it's why much, I, I yeah. tend to avoid trailers like The Plague, but, like, come on. Like, I don't want that spoiled for me. Like, and I, I, I wonder how I would have felt about it, like, if I hadn't known those things were going to happen. I just felt that, like, overall, until the the last act... It played it played it a little bit too safe and close to the chest. Yeah. It felt yeah. it felt a little bit too much, just like a sort of like a it generic. Feel, it feels like a light PG thirteen horror movie. Yeah, yeah. and Until... then in the third act, it really gears up to where it's like, oh yeah, this is I remember this is rated R, and this right. is and even this then. is and but the thing is, yeah, it escalates so much that it's hard to buy it, and that's why it. I feel like it feels so absurd, even though I don't know if it's necessarily 
completely supposed to feel that absurd, as it does, at least. What I'll say is, I didn't hate or dislike really anything individually like that occurred no, leading no, up to the no, end. No, like, no, no. Me either. I, I, just I enjoyed wanted... every scene. I thought every scene was well done. It's just that what was going on in the scenes like wasn't I just I just wanted it I just wanted it to go farther. Yeah. You know, it's like like you said, they show a lot of the film in the trailer, and so I was expecting to start seeing that stuff earlier so that then they could really like hit me with the the bigger stuff towards the end that they don't show in the trailer, but then they then that's not the case. And the weird thing it's like they do is when they do take it to that level didn't actually enjoy it that much. That was probably the part I enjoyed the least. Interesting. I thought I thought like the climax was pretty satisfying overall. Like I thought it was I thought it was suitably batshit for what I was expecting or what I rather what I was wanting from the movie. I just want more yeah, of okay. it. I should yeah. be clear. I want more of it. I should be clear. I uh, there was nothing I didn't like bit for bit like about even the final sequence, it was more just the the way it was interpreted. Like, it suddenly took on this, like, kind of glossy, budgeted, like, feel, like, at the very end. I, did, y'all, did y'all feel the same I way about that? I agree in two fronts. So, okay. for one, I think because it escalates so much, it doesn't feel warranted in a lot of ways to the point where it cheapens the uh, where it goes yeah. in a lot no, of places. I, I agree with a little that. Bit, yeah. and I very agree with that. The the second thing I was going to say is I feel like it doesn't end bleakly enough, in my opinion. No, I agree. No, I totally like, agree. It's a bit, it does have a, a pretty clean there, end. There's because, no sacrifice yeah. because, made. Uh, like, essentially, what this movie ends up being is very much a revenge movie. Yes. You know? I, um, I, found, it, I found it to be a strange mix of, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. Carrie... And misery. Also, like, I'm finding it hard to to find comparative points, but it's bringing... It gave me some Hitchcock vibes. Like, not to the same degree as... Like, I'm not holding out anywhere near the same degree as Hitchcock, but it gave me a lot of, like, like, like the original Psycho comparatives. Like, playing bit, up, yeah. like, Norman Bates' character. It, it reminded me of that, um, largely. Especially, like, when you have the context of, like, Norman Bates' mother... Like, I think, I think that there was a certain degree of, not homage that was played in, but, like, there was definitely an, an awareness of that film, like, in the writing and making of this movie. Yeah, well, the, the, the revenge stuff was interesting to me, because for the first about two-thirds of the movie, Ma is very, I would say she's somewhat carefully planning things, and, like, very, very meticulous. She's and calculating, Calculating, yeah. And in the third act, that goes out the Completely, window. Yeah, she, she doesn't com- give a shit she about entirely anything impulsive. that happens. You which, know? which I, I buy to an extent. An extent, yeah. Not entirely. The, thing, but like the reason I don't buy it is because she has been planning on revenge for decades. True. I mean, she, there and, are a couple of sequences where, like, she does seem like to be sloppy in her plans and that she does kind of lay on like the the crazy you know stuff like relative almost from the like introduction of her character i didn't get the impression that she had been planning this revenge for for decades but rather that when she realized that the kids who were asking her to buy booze when she realized that they were the children of the people who wronged her in high school that she saw that as an opportunity 
to get back at those people. And from there, she started planning. And sure, but she had been – it had been on her mind. Sure, of course, of course, of course. What, what she, I was trying she had to been, say. She had right. been traumatized. Yeah, and – Which is why, to an extent, I buy the escalation of, of her planning just going out the window and her acting impulsively because she's obviously – been emotionally damaged by what they did to her and so she as it escalates she loses that sense of of careful meticulous planning but at the same time it it ramps that up so quickly that there's not that there's not like a gradual transition from her being more careful to her just being entirely impulsive so that feels a little bit sloppy because it there doesn't feel like a, a naturally occurring arc. It just feels like, oh, fuck, we're in the third act now. Now we got to make it go crazy. So yeah. let's do it. And, and even then, too, like, like Octavia Spencer, like, definitely does a, like, a wonderful job in this film. And I'm not sure what I would want it differently out of her out of her performance. But, like, I don't think, I don't think her, her performance yeah, is any, the problem. Her, yeah, her, her lines and her delivery is all done. Like I think it's over know, the top, well. but it works for this type of movie. Yeah, oh, yeah for sure. Well, she's, As, especially, like, towards the end, like, when, like, the, the 80s synths start kicking in. And we start, you know, like, they there, really start, like, embracing, like, the, the thriller <laughs> aspects of this movie. The thing I really like about her performance is there's a little bit of vulnerability to Yes. it as well like i appreciate that stuff a lot like yeah, when i like, always wanted to relate to her a little bit more like the the scene when uh she buys booze for the other group of kids because the main group isn't like they're not wanting to hang out at her place anymore and she tries to lead them the the new group back to her house and they like drive by and like throw a beer at her window i thought that scene was pretty good i don't think there was quite enough to make me really sympathize with her though that's the thing yeah, I, yeah it's like she's her, she's yeah. depicted as like she's she's an outcast and like the kids in high school played a horrible prank on her and you know that has i don't know actually i feel like we get a good amount of that in her facial reactions during the parties and stuff there's uh sure. you know you can definitely her, feel feel yeah. feel the longing it's, it's in, just, yeah, uh, in her eyes in uh, those scenes i think i think what we're saying is like we just wanted to spend some more time with her in those moments yeah you know like i wanted to sit in that a little bit longer i don't want anything more from like, her I performance like everything that i think we that, got yeah, was great I, like, yeah. I agree with that. but i i would have appreciated a little bit more you know like you know time to spend with her in that especially like after it's revealed one of the larger twists in the film that isn't in the trailer that one of my favorite things about the film was when it's revealed that she has a daughter. Yeah. Um, that that legitimately great. took me by surprise. Same and well done too. And I really want to break that down uh, a little bit. But, yeah. Um, I want to go over that uh, a little bit. After that, I would have wanted to see more interactions with her and her daughter or, or at least like her in her home in that environment. Cause I felt like, up until that sequence, we're, we're not being shown that part of her life as a point of tension and also to make, like, any of those reveals, like, more impactful. But after those reveals are given to us, can we see some more t- Can we spend some more time with this, you know, like, wretched character? Can we spend some more time with Buffalo Bill? In a lot of those other, like, thriller films, once those sequences are revealed, we, we get a good deal of time with them like like on their personal time like we have like so many great sequences in silence the lambs with buffalo bill we get to see like some stuff with norman bates like there's there's a couple of those elements um i mean really we do we get more out of mob than we do out like norman bates for instance but yeah i I think like buffalo bill is a good comparative in that for that but 
Yeah, I would have I would have wanted just to see just to just to hang around that character a little bit longer. Yeah, find some more points to sympathize with. I, I mean, the points we got were were well worth the sympathy. Like what happened to her was well established and I I thought well done well, also. That's that's the interesting thing because the the movie itself rides a weird line that it's trying to balance on between having Mobby, the creepy villain, and have her be sympathetic and vulnerable and right. being the one that, that was wronged years ago. It's a tough line to balance on, and I don't know if it does it really well, to be honest, because a lot of times the creepy aspect is pushed to the forefront more than the vulnerability. Yes, yeah, I, I agree And with that. you get moments of the vulnerability, which I thought were great. And I agree, I would yeah, have that's loved what I was more saying. of that. I want level. more of that. Because I agree um, with you 100%. Because that, those were some of the standout points in the performance, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but there's not quite enough. And I mean, yes, it's a revenge movie, but Ma is still supposed to be the villain. Yeah, um, totally. But, I mean, yeah, she's supposed to be the villain, but the best villains are the ones that you can sympathize. Exactly, with. exactly. And, and I don't, and I, I don't I, think, think there's quite I think a better director would have push that further um and mm-hmm. not been so afraid to make her more sympathetic yeah, and it's like you've got right. octavia um, but... spencer like there like you've got this great actress and she's doing such an incredible job like give us more please yeah like, let's let's really let her like you know open up that movie like there is there was there's so much that she's capable of you know that we've seen her do in other roles and films like she's a fantastic actress i would have yeah. loved to to, to see even more done with her character i think she's more than capable of it and, right and yeah give me, everything she does is awesome like it's, give it's me definitely not give me more give me more of that give me more of that conflict like make me make me sort of feel bad about hating her as the villain you know make make me feel like conflicted about that well and that's the thing we get a lot of her vulnerability through the eyes of the other characters and because of that, it feels creepy rather than desperate. Right. And I think if we had seen it from her perspective a little bit more, yes. that would have helped a lot. Her her being so manipulative with them, it doesn't feel like she's manipulating them because she's desperate to have friends and attention people who care about her. It just feels like she's crazy, you know, quote unquote crazy. And some of that know? does come out, in my opinion, um, but not enough. Right. Not yes. Enough. Yes, I agree. Hundred um, percent. I, I would have liked more of that, and and I think that I it just it makes the ending a little bit too clean because I don't I don't feel like anybody really gets their comeuppance for for what they've done. No. Well, I, we don't we don't really like have any. Like, I mean, except as an Andy's audience. dad. He's one of the only deaths in the movie and but even that i mean and the police officer like and, like, that's and the yeah. and and mercedes and his, the his fuck buddy right gets all the characters over, like yeah. who we have no attachment to right words. like right, there's yeah, no exactly. sacrifice yeah. for the audience if, like we don't lose flat. anything it feels flat right, right. right. If like, you're, all, if you're all gonna... of our stakes are maintained throughout the entirety of the film right like if you're going to like even all of the kids get out of it okay yep. like they end up a little bit roughed up like the one kid gets stabbed but like he doesn't die it's implied that he's you know okay at the end yeah. of the movie and it's like if you really want to make it more horrifying it's like she's getting revenge on these people who wronged her in high school by 
hurting their children, which is a very heinous thing to do. So hammer that in by going farther with that. Right. Like you the know, photograph let, she takes of them, like it's burned up in the fire. So like, right. Let, don't... let there, let there like, let there be that consequence. Like the, the lengths that she's willing to go to and like have a couple of those characters die, you know, like that makes it more impactful because they had nothing to do with what happened to her, their innocence, you know? So, like, that's more impactful, and it feels more like the parents are getting their comeuppance for what they did, rather than she kills Andy's dad, who is, like, the the mastermind of the prank, but, like, it would have been much a, a much bleaker ending if she had killed Andy and, instead and, and his dad had had to the, live with that the, knowing the, that his son died because of what he did to her. The her other point mom. that yeah. could have gone off with that with a more bleak ending would be the daughter. Or, uh, yeah, you or know, that. like have it, have oh, that, yeah. have that connection be more real between Ma and the daughter. Yeah. Because I do want to get into that a little bit. Sure. Because before we do, I want to bring up one comparison with like like uh, again, and that's like kind of put a, a cap on like the how this film didn't really play up stakes very well. And that's uh, well, first off, like we we're at a point now where where films and TV shows are much less afraid to kill off characters that we have attachment to than than we used to be in thriller movies and such. And like even not even now, but like in Psycho, like they kill off their main character halfway into the film, right? Like like that was and that was in what the forties, the fifties. Like, 60s? It came out in 1960. 60? Yeah. Okay. Oh, exactly. Okay, yeah. So, um, even then, like, there were stakes being played. So Yeah, sure. I, totally. I, I just, uh... Had a well, Sorry, I, so it's, it doesn't point. matter if people get killed off or not. What matters if, is if it feels impactful or not. If the You know, die, like... Yeah. Right. You, she could have killed all of the characters, but if it feels flat, it's not going to work. Well, yeah, because um, the, then there are no stakes. But I wanted to talk about the mother-daughter relationship a little bit because yeah. I know you said you liked that twist a lot. I thought it was a mess i thought it fell on its face I didn't, honestly i didn't think it went as far as it needed let's to, let's think I've... about this uh she she's introduced because maggie meets her in the hallway and she like helps her so she yeah, her she goes to the school stuck, yeah. yeah uh yet none of the other characters knew her besides maggie um even though they've gone to the same school as her I mean, it's a tiny like, school and she's school disabled and like it wasn't like till several years like into school like i was in a i was in a class with several like disabled students like i'd never met like who were in my grade i like, i buy not, that i buy it just because like they're the group that they hang out with is supposed to be like the popular kids and mm-hmm. i i believe that the school had the, multiple i believe i believe it. that the popular kids are not paying attention to the kids who are you know quieter and remaining right like in, in the shadows invisibility I buy, I buy like yeah. is a, a a theme in the film too like being that that person who isn't really like noticed i i buy that yeah. what what i don't think was successful is that once it is revealed that that character that we only see at the very beginning of the film is ma's daughter and that ma is like keeping her at home and presumably drugging her to make her think she's too sick to go to school because she wants to protect her from, like, the cruelty of, like, bullies, which, based on what happened to Ma, you know, I buy that. Yes, I am. That's fine. 
but it feels too secondary once they reveal yeah. it. Once they once they actually like reveal that twist, I expected it to become a much more integral part of the narrative, and it's not. Well, Every- and the thing is too, like the relationship between Ma and her. Do you remember her name in the movie? Jeannie. Jeannie. I think Jeannie. Was the character's name. Uh, it feels somewhat hostile through the movie. You know, like. Ma is very stern towards her. Well, right. You know? I mean, and she, which I don't mind. She literally, she literally has her imprisoned in her own home. But the thing is, like, I think it would have worked so much better if it was actually a tender relationship between the two, even if the drugging was still happening. Yeah. Have because, it, have it, because have then Ma you can believe... play up the cycle of the whole thing, right. you know, have... and it becomes more tragic. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, I think... In a certain degree, like, it's implied, and I think it, it was really poorly played on the film's part that they just don't show it. Yeah, like, and I think... I agree. So I think we're, we're all wanting the same thing. But I think it's... Like, we want to see more I think that. it's played up the opposite, though, because, like, we well, have no, the we cage... See the we see yeah. both. But, like, you... you well, we get a, we get the vibe, opposite like, is played up with the cage in the, on the second floor, no, I mean, and, like... Like, I, I think that... that both have to be possible for that scenario to exist. Like, the way that Jeannie treats her environment implies that, like... She's not always being treated that poorly. We just never get to see it. And I would have, I think we should have. The the implication is there that Ma is doing this because she wants to protect her daughter. But all that, all we see is Ma being very cold and distant to the daughter. Yeah. So the, the, the implication of, of that being a, a tender relationship and wanting to protect her child from the cruel outside world is that it, the implication is there, but it's not shown. And that's my problem. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. That, it's yeah. not shown. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even Jeannie doesn't really portray that emotion towards her ma. The only time we see her really before, like, the interaction between her and Ma is when they go into the room and she appears. Right, and we, get, we that, get the reveal, you know, yeah. And she uh, j- mainly just warns the characters about right. being in the room. There's yeah. no, like, talk about, like, the connection they have or anything like that. Yeah, it, I, no, I agree. It, but she definitely, she warns the characters, like, almost sort of out of, like, a point of respect for Ma. As well, like, 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 like it felt more like fear than respect. Uh, respect's the wrong word, yeah, for sure. No, okay, I'll, I'll I mean, that. she didn't seem particularly afraid. It was more just like, oh, my mom's imprisoning me in my house. Bummer. I wish uh, I could. I wish I could. Like, she, she, she was like, like when, she was when like, Mama, like, drives up, she's like, you, not, you guys, like, really, well, yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah, that was that was fear. That was fear. Like, you don't want to see Ma when she's angry. Like, I, yeah, but she didn't seem scared about. Well, it. I think that is just because she was a bad actor. That could be. She uh, she was yeah, so flat think, through the movie. I think like there's a there, she's playing like a middle ground on that because it was a middle ground sort of scenario. We just only see one aspect of it, like, and I think that's that's what's poorly done. I actually I, I appreciated her acting. I thought that she felt like a a character has sort of been driven into submissiveness. The reason I really liked that arc and I wanted more of it. Because even though I think the things that we saw were fine, I just think that we needed to see the other side of it as well. Well, that's the thing. It's was like, I... that that very thing happened. Well, not exactly, but there's a strong comparative between that and what happened to H.P. Lovecraft, like when he was a child. And I think, 
I, I would be willing to bet like the writers were aware of that because like they're uh, like if you read like the like the Wikipedia like background for Lovecraft when he was a child, his mother told him that he was hideous and that like he couldn't you know he shouldn't leave his home. His his mother was relatively like psychopathic and like manipulated him into like staying there like as a form of like maternal pro- like a, a really fucked up form of maternal protection. As soon as like that started getting played up in the film, I was like, "Oh shit!" It's just like Lovecraft. Like that's that's I mean, really cool. I, like I don't think it's only specific to Lovecraft. No, like, no, it's, it's shit, definitely a trend. Yeah, like it's that a kind thing of shit has legitimately. Yeah, happens. yeah I yeah. did not yeah. make that I, connection. I didn't make the Lovecraft all. connection either. Um, and I've read like four biographies on the dude. You know, like I, I, it's weird because I, I, though, right? Like sure, yeah. but I, but I, I know that's a thing that it's 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 I, not it's not a thing that is specific to Lovecraft, but like you know, Lovecraft is like a great like you know like author of horror and this film's a thriller and you know yeah i don't know that it feels like a bit of a stretch but like there there is that you know connection there i suppose um it it felt like there should have been more stockholm syndrome if you know if she was truly submissive yeah i i think if if they were going towards that authoritative stance a a bit more but it falls in such a flat territory where we get so little well, out of us, that yeah, relationship. Let us, let us see that Ma really does believe that she's doing this for her daughter's protection, but that her daughter really resents her for it because it's the one, like, she's the one that it's being done to and that she's a child and she doesn't understand where her mother is coming from. Like, let me see more of that. The twist itself, I think, is good, but the problem is the film uses it as nothing more than a setup for a deus ex machina at the end for genie to come in and save the rest of the kids in the basement exactly like, that's, it's so under like, i think it has i think that i thought that twist had potential to open up some really interesting character development for the villain and instead it was just like well we need we need somebody to save the kids at the end so uh well we'll just use ma's daughter you know who's been there all along i it, i really do wonder if there aren't like a number of deleted scenes in this film like if, if there were there wasn't a lot of stuff cut for time it didn't really feel no. like it that's the thing like i i would love more but you yeah, know it didn't, i it didn't feel like it, they cut pacing more. wise it felt like this is what they were going for yeah i um, I, I, I agree yeah i would have loved to have that twist be sort of a pivot where the film Yes. Stops being about the other kids and becomes more about, like, Ma and her daughter and why she is so overprotective to the extent that she's drugging her to make her think that she's too sick to leave the house and why she's imprisoning her. Like, let that be, let that twist be a narrative shift where we start to learn more about our primary antagonist and make that really like the crux of the film. I think that would have been exactly what psycho does. I think that would have been a much, a much more satisfying direction to take the film rather than just sort of having that twist and then just having it be a mechanism to save our characters yeah. at the end of the movie. Yeah, like, that's what the, didn't work the bit super with, well for me. Right, like, and I, I, I know I said I liked everything that happened in this movie. It was more just like the sort of the the framing around it. But there was one, there was one specific plot point I, I definitely didn't like, and that was 
genie betraying uh, at the very end. It felt very much so like the the henchman betraying the the villain, like in an action movie. It it felt very much so like a mechanism, like in the same. It's way. so underbaked that it just doesn't feel yeah warranted. Yeah, I'm into that. right. It's like I buy that she would betray Ma because. She has seen what she's capable of, but it doesn't feel like a significant betrayal. It is, like you said, yeah. it's a mechanism. It's because we need a way... Star scream! We, we what have you a, done? <laughs> we need a way for our, our main characters who we actually give a shit about, quote-unquote, to be saved. And so just bring back this character that is mm-hmm. that is literally just an afterthought in the film. I'm sorry, Lord Mamatron. <laughs> right. Like I like, I mean I, I buy that. You know, she wants her Oh own, no, it's she wants her own freedom. Like, and she does it after she sees her mom like it, it doesn't... murder murder a cop in you know in their house. So like it's it's believable oh, no, yeah. that she would that it, she would betray Ma. It, but it feels it's... believable, and it feels like a mechanism. Like I will say that. Like and generally, like when we say like, oh, it feels like a mechanism, it it's because it feels like it was done only for the sake of plot. In this case, it does also feel like it worked for the world building. Well, I mean, it can be for done sure. for it can be done for the sake of plot and still be believable. Yes, it's but also not, not be satisfying. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's so underbaked, yeah. and that's the biggest problem with it. Because like I think most of my biggest problems could have been somewhat fixed if they had fixed that relationship angle you know it would have made the ending feel a little more bleak and cyclical it would have you know made mom feel more sympathetic it's funny because they escalated things so much in the third act to the point where it really went buck wild Mm. i liked a lot of that stuff and i think i think it works somewhat in terms of entertainment value. Right. But the thing is, like, I, I think... the movie was pretty entertaining. I think, like, that's yeah, what I, I, that's I, what I, I thought. I, I, I agree. I liked I everything agree. about it. But the about. thing is, I think it didn't really hold any weight. Correct. Yeah. No, no, in, no stakes. In that stuff. No stakes, it, like I said. And it, it, I think... It implied it, it implied that it was going to be much more clever than it ended up being, and it turned out and to And because just it be ended of, yes. so cleanly, like, yeah. it, yeah, did, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it felt flat. Yeah. Um, I, I think that I, I do think that some of the crazy stuff was ultimately pretty successful, whether it was mm-hmm. successful in the way that was intended or not. I liked the scene pretty well where she captured Andy's dad and like put him on an IV drip yeah. of dog's blood. That was awesome. Yeah. Dog. yeah. I thought that scene was yeah, great. And he, I thought it was I thought it was it was really eerie too because like the whole time she's just in like her vet tech scrubs and they all the her scrubs are covered in like little cartoon kitty cats. Yeah. And like it's just she's I think that's such the most a, she, like the threatened to cut yeah. his dick off during right. it. Yeah, she's Oh, and the guy behind us too. That was great. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, uh she's she's such like uh that's why I, I kinda get like the misery vibes uh too is because she feels yeah. sort of like she feels sort of like an Annie Wilkes, like a very unassuming villain that you would not expect to be as 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 cruel and cold as she is uh you know she's just like this she's a very motherly you know portly black lady with like this silly bowl cut hair and she's always in like these bright neon vet scrubs and stuff like that so i thought i thought that was really good and having that combined with some of the more macabre gruesome stuff and it creates a 
a nice dichotomy that I think makes it unsettling for its absurdity. And I like that that the the climax is when she captures these kids and she sets up like this tableau to like recreate these yearbook photos after she sews the the one loud girl's mouth shut and she paints the black kid's face white because she says there's only room for one of us, which is I think commentary that you can read into that which you will. Um, I, I I thought that was. It's it's absurd so, in kind of a funny way, but I think that there's more behind it than what they're directly saying in the movie. I, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, sort one, of that erasure of of racial identity. One and considering like it's it's well, isn't it the same director who did the help? Yeah, but he's a white dude, right? Yeah. <laughs> one minor part I wanted to just bring up here is uh, one of the minor characters is this like pastor's daughter oh who always i loved that pretends right. to be i thought right. who goes That's to parties like, and pretends to be passed out yeah. so she doesn't have to drink i'm honestly kind of mad that like she <laughs> like it didn't pay off for her like i kind of wanted that like well, that was a really funny bit though that was great why one, one thing i didn't think about at the time she gets knocked out with an iron with the iron yeah do they rescue her at the end no i think she's dead yeah, i think yeah, so I too think she, she actually died she's the one dead she's person she's the one the one kid who died is a character <laughs> that was literally set up as a bit earlier in the yeah. movie. Again, they kill off everyone who, like, we're not attached to in right. this film. Like, come on. Um, there also, another part that I thought was funny in an absurdist way was like the the one kid who the the jockey broy kid who like the first time they go over to ma's house he's like you know how to make this place really cool is like put a couch there and like set up a projector and like get some lights and put some carpet down and she's like yeah i'll do that if i win the lottery i'll turn this place into taj mahal and he's like or you know you could just not be cool and he starts like getting really close to her face, like being not cool. That's just on you, then, isn't it? It's like, what the fuck is this kid doing? Right, like, being, like, a, being a sixteen-year-old like, shit, a, like... a total chud. And, but I thought the way that they they handled that is great, where she just like pulls out the gun and like makes him strip down completely naked, and everybody's like freaking out. She's like, "Oh, this gun doesn't even work. You're under arrest for being so cute." <laughs> like I thought that was, I thought that scene was awesome. Yeah, just I the really right amount of tension in that scene, and and it's fun too because the gun, of course, ends up working. Uh, right, of course, it's a it's a Chekhov's gun like she doesn't end up using the gun to to kill the cop at the end of the movie so on that note um i'm curious what are y'all's thoughts on on the the teenagers level of awareness during the sequences how did y'all feel about it you know what i would say one of my big complaints in horror movies a lot of the time is that teenagers don't feel like teenagers they're always like mid 20 somethings reading lines written by like a 50 year old man trying to write for teenagers yeah i think of like slender man right which we talked about a lot in our slender man episode and i did not have that problem in this movie the teenagers seemed like they were actually teenagers i'm sure and they acted like it i'm sure they were probably a couple of years older than they're intended to be but they seemed they actually seemed like high school kids yeah from both an acting perspective and from a writing perspective, yeah. they they behaved like I would expect kids to behave, and it made the movie much more believable. Yeah, one of the arcs that I had zero problems with was the boyfriend. 
I thought that his his arc pretty much front to back was was right where it needed to be. I thought we saw the right amount we got the right amount of information and we saw him at the right times yeah. interact with her character, especially at the very end. I wish there'd been a little bit more payoff with that and he'd actually died or something. But yeah, like, seriously. Yeah. Like like the fact that he gets out alive, it's like you had this like perfect like you have this like optimal like virgin sacrifice for this movie, like and, and you, you you can't even like fucking you don't have right, the balls like, like where are your balls like kill him <laughs> well yeah exactly like, it would have been much more impactful like maggie's you know new boyfriend gets stabbed like right in front of her eyes you know like after fucking, like making out with her too yeah like that was he, really yeah, after he really makes out grody, with Maude, like, that was trying awful to, yeah, and exactly. it was perfectly awful and then he like, still just gets out at the end with a with a fucking stab wound to the gut like at least kill him off, like at the very yeah, least. Like, you know, his... give the give the thing some stakes. And I now... believed his turning point too. Like uh, that was one played into cliche uh, part. Like with the with the the character who turns, who I felt really fit well. Like I I thought that was relatively believable for him to do that. Like that that worked for me. Yeah, I I thought that the I thought that the kids were good, believable teenagers that I thought were ultimately likable, you know, did some shitty kid things, but it wasn't like I just wanted, you know, they, they didn't feel like horror movie or rather slasher movie uh, murder fodder, um, which is something that you would expect in a movie like this. But my problem with that is because they were characters that you kind of give a shit about, the fact that none of them actually die is kind of unsatisfying. Yeah, and especially like, with how extreme they get in the third yes, act. Yes, exactly. Know? Yeah, totally. It feels like it's it's there's no follow through to it. You know, right? You know, if you're if you're gonna go to the trouble of making me actually like the protagonists in a horror movie, then make me feel something by killing some of them off. You know, like like let that hit me and be like, oh shit, I actually really liked that character. Damn, he died. Bummer. Yeah. Like instead, the only people who die are people that I don't give a fuck about. Like, uh, his asshole dad, who totally deserved to die, it would have been much greater for him to have survived and his son to have died, and that's truly, like, Ma's payback, you know, against what he's done, that he has to suffer for his sins because his son dies. And, like, Mercedes, like, we see her, and she's just, like, a total bitch, and, like, yeah, it's it's fun in the moment to have... Ma run her over with the truck, but like that death is of no consequence. And then the the pastor's daughter who just sleeps pretends to sleep at parties, like she her character is literally a joke. Like having her die is of no consequence. Like, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you know. Or or at the very least, like at the end when the house is on fire and the rest of the kids are escaping, have Ma like hold her own daughter back. And that after her daughter saves the, these other kids that she still, you know, burns to death in the house with her mom. That's more impactful. Or too. even have the, the daughter live, but have that relationship be stronger to, to the point where she, now the it's, daughter it, wants it to means, get revenge, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. have her be broken in the same way. Or the fact that you know, even it, though it feels too clean. Right, that she let us feel that like, yeah, she betrayed her mother and ultimately led to her mother's death. But let let us feel like that was 
literally something that she only did out of out of a you know means of survival and that, that like she has to live with that knowledge that she essentially killed her own mother um but it came down to like her mom or her own life that's you know that's more interesting that gives that gives the actions of the movie you know meaningful impact and by the end of it like there was lots of fun stuff and i was entertained but by the end, it doesn't. None of it means anything, you know. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't. Yeah. It has no life beyond which beyond its own entertainment. Which, which is which is almost fine. feels it's more okay. nihilistic than a bleak ending because a bleak ending well, would give us something to like, you know, to like to take from it. There's a lesson to be learned there, but like because like Ma doesn't really fully get like what she wants. Those characters don't really get like a full comeuppance. No one real like no real losses other than like the shit shitty people who kind of deserve to die die anyway like i don't feel anything like after the credits roll yeah exactly which is more nihilistic what i what i feel like what i feel like i should also clarify is like i don't have a problem with movies especially horror movies that are just fun entertainment that don't have any message that don't mean anything most of my favorites I are have, that yeah i have no problem with that where i'm just kind of frustrated with this is that my expect my expectations from like seeing the trailer and feeling like i was going into something that was a little bit more clever and that i was sort of expecting to get something out of and then it turns out to really just be sort of a a fun, schlocky, pulpy slasher movie. Yeah, the twist it's is like, that it was pulp. That was like that yeah. was the twist. No, like, you're, yeah, you're right. As soon as like the the crazy stuff starts happening, they start playing up like the eighties. And I and I think it's and I think it's fine. And I think I could I think I could go into this movie in the future and watch it again, knowing what it is and appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. I just feel a little bit let down for getting my expectations up for something that well, it wasn't, I, which I usually try and not, and it's to, not do. to blame you for either. I think the movie is somewhat tonally inconsistent. Sure, is the problem. You know, I think it does play itself pretty seriously in the first two thirds or so of the movie, you know, like that's on the movie, you it's, know, it's, it's, it's weird. Cause it's like a really well acted, like pulp horror movie, which is something you usually don't get with, with kind of pulpy, dumb horror movies. It's usually, you know, the acting is, is usually worse. Yeah. And I think that's, and the dialogue, the dialogue too. is pretty well written. Yeah, except that's for that too, one though. last line at the end, like the, the, the dialogue is the great. The plot, the plot is not, super tight but i think from a dialogue perspective the script the script itself is pretty good um aside from that one line at the end which and the world building is good like the 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 core events and like everything surrounding ma are great and again the stuff with her daughter is great we wanted to see more of that and the circumstances around like her revenge like what happened to her was like was relatively like powerful and 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 wretched and and believably wretched too like that's something people would do yeah. and i liked all of it from a world building perspective but when it comes to like bit for bit like when it comes to like like plot payoff especially towards the end problems yeah but yeah the world building was great like i do i do want to mention that one line at the end because that was one of the most egregious yeah. things in the movie because it did not 
feel earned by any means <laughs> is when they're no when when you know they're escaping from the burning basement and like Ma is holding back Jeannie and she says to uh, Maggie and uh, she says to Maggie while her mom is standing right there she's like she's like you're weak just like your mom and her mom is <laughs> like you're right I was weak like I should have I should have stopped what they did to you but I didn't uh, I'm so sorry blah 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 and then Maggie just like picks up the knife and goes and stabs Ma and she's like I'm not my mother I'm not weak it's like what your mom's right there like she just came to save you she she came into this like the burning basement of like a psychopath to like protect you and save you and you're just gonna fucking roast her like that yeah like, and it's like the, it's like the film like has something against like working moms it's like jesus like she's she tried her best like she's she, doing she, her best she came back and she, I, she was a 16 year old who like didn't do anything like I think that like moment. literally like 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 Jesus, like, I think that moment feels. And, and it's not like didn't do anything. I mean, like she she witnessed something horrible and and didn't and did nothing, which is egregious. But also, she was sixteen. Like she was yeah. she was culpable. Like, she was in yeah, on the prank. But very yeah, much so. But teenagers like, do shit like that. Yeah, like and I feel I I feel like it's even more out of the blue because the character doesn't really change dramatically over no. the course of the movie, so it doesn't feel like she earned that moment or right. anything like that, you know? Like, yeah. it, it plays itself up like it's, oh, you know, it's a it's a self-discovery moment. Yeah, right. a, Especially well, with, like, the drama of the circumstance, like, in the, the, thing, same, in like, the setting. Maggie, like, the house is on fire. Like, it's... it's that's it's a, a moment you would have as, like, a narrative turning point for right. a character. And the... There's no actual turning well, point no, for the character. She's not Maggie's, changing right, there. No, you don't know? see anything with her afterwards. They leave the basement. They're mm-hmm. outside in the credits. And Maggie's roll, so. Maggie's not. Maggie is yeah. at no point in the film portrayed as like a weak, helpless character. So like her having gaining that like moment of strength that her mother didn't have to go stab this crazy woman. Like that doesn't feel like an empowering moment, you know, because it's like she's she's not portrayed as somebody who needs to be empowered. Like she's a teenager, but like she's intelligent, she's decisive. It's not like that is a like a revolutionary moment where she she finally works up her courage to save somebody else where she's been cowardly before. It's like what well, I don't know what the fuck that that moment was supposed to be and also to just like totally insult her mom right in front of her like yeah. like you're right my mom is weak and I'm not my mom. <laughs> like that's like your mom's trying her best. Like, <laughs> Damn. Her, your dad left the two of you to go fuck some other bitch. Like, your if mom, anything, he's weak. Yeah, your yeah. mom came. Your mom came back to her fucking like nothing town that she grew up in because like she needed to get a job and like support you and raise you like she's a working mom she's doing her best yeah like, like that was the right decision for her to make right and that's like that's why her, it sucks her mom as an adult is not portrayed as a weak character either like no. she was just culpable in a very cruel prank in high school which once again teenagers yeah. do because teenagers are really shitty right and like to be clear like i'm not i, I i'm definitely not like giving providing any justification for like what they did because like even teenagers being shitty like what they what they did was egregious and horrible it's right. specifically the mom I'm re- like I'm referring to when I say like oh teenagers because like 
and and her kind of you know le- lesser like culpability, but like what the the majority of them did is wretched and horrible. I mean, and yeah, agreed, it's just, wretched. Even at sixteen, like that's pretty fucked up. Like, and so a hundred percent, and I yeah. agree. But it's like you do bad things as a kid because you don't realize the consequences, and as an adult, you might you were capable of coming around and realizing how horrible what you did was, you know. And we see that. The dad, who was, like, the mastermind of the prank, doesn't feel bad about that because he even goes as far as to tell Ma, like, Mm -hmm. you're a loser, you always, like, you always were a loser and you always will be a loser. Like, he's a shit, but it's like, the mom just, like, took part in a really bad thing and but she is as an adult as a mother is not portrayed to be a bad person well right? like, well, one, again, thing, like she, one thing she i kind of like about it is it's played as such a such a minor event to her right. you know like octavia spencer goes to meet her at one point at her house right. you know to talk about her dog and she you know, it doesn't seem like she even remembers that stuff, you know? Right. Well, they, they, we don't see them discussing it or anything. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. So it's like, yeah, not to not to make excuses for what she did, but it's not like... Like, she's, she's a character that doesn't particularly, in the context of the film, like, doesn't particularly deserve the, no, the revenge, I mean, like, but, like, she's still, down, yeah, she's like, from still her perspective, it's, shittily. like, her friends, like, came up with this, like, really terrible prank, and, and she didn't do anything to stop them. She didn't do it. anything to stop them about it, but also, like, when they're talking about the prank, and then, like, following through on the prank, like, you don't really know the context of, like, what well, the mom right. saw, what, what I, how bad she thought it was going to be compared to what happened, like, the, the mom doesn't have, like, any, you know, she, she was on the periphery of that entire thing, well, which is that, fine, because, again, like, invisibility is kind of, you know, factor like is is a theme in this film but well um, that's the thing i like about it too is uh it's really not a big deal for her to the point where you don't really even know she really remembers remembers it it. that much but it is a big thing for octavia spencer's character and that juxtaposition is good it's fine they they don't you know develop it quite enough Right. I think you know, by by the, the end time. by the end where they have that standoff, it doesn't feel deserved. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, by any means, which is one of my is, is my biggest problem with it. You know, not doing something to stop something horrible is is culpability. But yeah, you know, we we've said it. It just it doesn't. It's a it's a weird un, undeserved moment from all fronts that very much stood out to me and took me out of the film. Um, Especially when it's like the big final line, right? Exactly. You know, I'm not my mom. I'm not weak. Die, bitch! Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, damn. Cut your mom some slack. She's trying her best. <laughs> um, shit. Uh, y'all want to rate? Sure. Uh, anything else to say? Um, I'm thinking. Uh, do I have anything else? Uh, no, I think I think we covered this film, you know, front to back pretty well. Yeah, for the most part. I you know, we we talked pretty extensively about the stuff that didn't work for us, but overall, I did still have a positive reaction to this film. Okay. I did I did enjoy it. I wish that it had been a little bit more clever to match like the acting and the characters and the world building, I- which I thought was all pretty solid. The horror was it worked for me. I wish there was more of it. I would have liked it to go a little bit more batshit, and I would have liked that stuff to start happening sooner. Overall, I think it's a pretty a pretty solid film. It's not a great film, 
ultimately I would recommend it. I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five, I think. Um, yeah, no, same. I, I think, I think that's well said. Uh, it's, it's almost, it's just right on the edge of having enough, like, poise to it, of having, like, enough, like, writing quality to it, and it's almost enough to have, like, the schlocky, crazy, like, moments in a thriller, and it doesn't hit either of those points right on the head. Like, it yeah. gets so close. It gets, it, and it really does, and I think that's what is leaving me re- a little frustrated, um, is, again, I liked how Is how, saw. is the potential, yeah. the, the wasted potential, yeah. yeah, I kind of agree. And I, I, it's, it's just a shame, it's just like, but we're... We are in the era of Jordan Peele films right now. Like it's, and that's yeah, you know, it's true. Like that—that's that's what this film. Well, is. that's the it, thing that's like the is like this film is, it doesn't is off it doesn't help that this <laughs> is also a Blumhouse film, just like Get Out no, was. Is, yeah. And in the trailer, they make it a point to say from the producers of Get, Get Out. Out. Like, it's like they're immediately trying to draw that comparison, and it is not Get Out. No, it's it's not, and and that's you know that that that. It's it. I I think, but but yeah, damn. Like the acting's great. Like I love the motive and the the sequences we do get are great. It's just the the, the biggest problem I have with this film is just that I wouldn't even say it like the it, it crashes the landing. It's just it's a bumpy landing. Like and but it lands. It does. You know the the plane does get to the fucking airport. Like the the film like succeeds. Where where you know relatively uh, three point five two. Well, I think you uh, mentioning you know it showing as you know produced by the guys who did get out or whatever is a really interesting point because i think in a lot of ways this movie on its face tries to be high concept in yeah, a lot of ways you totally. know it's octavia spencer trying to break typecasting by playing this creepy villain you know kathy bates-esque and uh, the storyline is fairly unique um but at its core it's really a schlocky teen horror movie um totally. and that essentially is my biggest problem with it. I wish it stuck to the high concept stuff a little bit more. I was a bit disappointed because of that. Um, I I like. Uh, I think Octavia Spencer does a fantastic job in it. Um, I think the rest of the acting is fairly good for the most part. I just don't think it goes far enough. And yeah. I I think if it would have gone more with being a character study or being more of a psychological thriller or even more of a schlocky movie, it would have worked better, but mm-hmm. it was totally, totally inconsistent for me. Um, and it kind of fell flat by the end of it. Um, it, I still had fun during a lot of it. So I'm going to give it a three out of five. I still think it's worth seeing if anything for the Octavia Spencer performance, but I wanted more. I wanted more. Yeah, I I'm in I'm in full agreement with that. Um, that'll give Ma an average of three point three out of five pods. Still worth a a, a watch. Yeah, maybe not in theaters, um, but I I still think that it's it's a good enough time that I would recommend it. And now I think it's time for a word from our sponsor. Yeah, so um, a bit of a change this week. Um, uh, since we've been doing, you know, like. We've had, you know, just a different sponsor every week. You know, we've just had the pick of the litter for, for, for sponsor. And we got money poured. Yeah, out of it's our yeah. just, yeah. just, just coming in from the windows. We can't, we can't get enough Richest of, of our sponsor in America, money. America, really. Yeah, <laughs> the, I thought that this week I would take a second, and uh, I thought we could afford to not have 
one of our usual sponsors, and I sponsored this episode myself. Oh! Um, uh, this, this episode was brought to you by, uh, Cleve's Basement. Um, uh, are you tired of, uh... Those teenagers running around and causing a whole lot of problems. I know I am. Well, don't bring them to me. Uh, come on down to my basement where there are no teenagers. And uh, just have a good time. We'll, we'll drink and uh, not have to deal with shitty teenagers. Are there pizza rolls? Uh, uh, you, uh, B-Y-O-P-R. Bring your own pizza rolls. So I, I'm excited about this, but at the same time, you need to do a little renovations to your basement. Maybe throw down some carpeting, get a projector for the wall over there. Maybe get a snack shelf. Um, maybe get a tiger. Maybe a, a table for flip cup and beer pong. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't have any of that. I'm just seeing like some overturned milk crates and like a half deflated sex doll? That's not enough for you guys? What is that pile? And you don't even have pizza rolls? What's that pile in the corner? Uh, not teenagers, because you don't have to worry about that in my basement. I won't ask further questions. (laughs) Smart. Well, thanks for sponsoring us this week, Cleve. You're welcome, guys. So, next week, we are, as far as I know, for sure doing Rock and Roll Nightmare. Correct. Um, nope. Cutting in over myself here to tell you that we are telling you lies. After we recorded this episode, we found out that our special guest for next week um, had a conflict with work, so we're not doing Rock and Roll Hall of Fame again. Uh, sorry to get your hopes up a second time. We're shuffling our schedule around a little bit, and uh, next week, instead, we're going to be talking about... Uh, spooky children's horror movies specifically the dark crystal and horrifying puppets uh this is cleveland's choice um so uh yeah we'll be we'll be talking spooky puppets next week stay tuned yeah it's gotta be good it's all there Mm -hmm. uh and if you also like the show feel free to uh stalk us on all social media and while you're at it leave us a five star rating and a nice review on uh, apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts uh smash that fucking follow button on twitter at pod people pod yeah hashtag don't make me drink alone yeah don't don't make us drink alone don't make us talk about movies alone uh don't make us <laughs> don't make us scream into the void Scream back, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can also follow us on Letterboxd uh, if you have a Letterboxd, which I would recommend, uh, at letterboxd.com slash podpeoplepod, where you can find a list of all of the films we've talked about on the show, along with our average ratings, and uh, the links to those episodes where we talk about those films. Um, Letterbox is a great film aggregator, so do the thing. Not sponsored by Letterboxd. Uh, I wish. I, yeah, same. Letterbox, if you're listening, we're we looking, love you. We're looking for more sponsors. <laughs> um, uh, Notice us, senpai. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, please. Ooh, 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 Letterbox. Ooh, um, you can follow. That's a new woo from me to you. <laughs> That's a uh, from me to you. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Van Awesome. I'm at Mr. Sheets. And uh, I tweet occasionally for LightArc Studio. And we got a big announcement this week. Yes, um, we do. Yeah, our game It Steers Back is coming to Steam Early Access. 
another Epic Store bullshit. We're coming to Steam uh, because uh, we we didn't uh, we turned Epic down for an exclusive, and uh, we yeah yeah, and we're because we're consumer friendly, and we we want to make it easier for you to get a hold of it. So come on down to Steam and uh, check out It Stares Back. Available on June 14th. Friday the Friday, 14th. Friday the 14th. Mm-hmm. Epic, if you hear this, please take our calls. Yeah, we, we love please it. Please call us back. <laughs> uh, that's an uwu from me to you, uwu, Epic. Uh, notice us, senpai. <laughs> um, yeah, that is very exciting. You can also still join our Discord if you want to be part of the development pipeline. Uh, we're going to be hopefully within the first couple of months of our Steam release, implementing some community-built maps, and you can get those maps to us by joining the Discord. So, mm-hmm. you know, exciting stuff. Uh, and you can find the link to do that at our website at lightarcstudio.com. Yeah, you can make your own levels in the game. It's going to be fun. It's rad. Yeah. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening. Next week, we're going to be rocking it out and also presumably having some nightmares. Once again, nope. We're doing the Dark Crystal next week. Sorry, folks. So until then, I guess I'm just going to have to drink alone. Ooh. Bye. Bye.